Welcome to the IT edition of B2B Nation, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. Today's episode is with Dan Reese, the Project Director at Terrapin. Uh, thanks so much for joining the B2B Nation, Dan. Thanks for having me. Of course, super pumped to chat today about home delivery world. Uh, we'll get to that here in a quick second. But first, I just want to hear a little bit more about your background and about Terrapin. Okay. Uh, so Terrapin is a B2B media agency. Uh, we offer a variety of services, uh, blogs, uh, ebooks, uh, case studies, uh, but our core business is conference and exhibitions. Um, we have six offices around the world. Uh, we were founded in Sydney, Australia. Our corporate office is in London, and we're also in uh, Johannesburg, uh, Dubai, and Singapore. Uh, I came here, uh, actually, next month will be four years ago. Um, I, um, with zero background in the logistics and supply chain industry, in fact, I you know learned it by doing it. Um, and my background was uh, military and uh, then the hospitality industry, which you know eventually you know led to sales. Uh, came here, started working first in one of our finance events, which wasn't the best fit. Uh, so then we launched this concept of home delivery world, and uh, you know I was put on that event, and it's uh, you know over four years now, it's turned into one of the leading um, events in the industry. Uh, for the B2C logistics space. Hey, something I think that, that ties in well with this conference, we'll, we'll get to in a second, is the idea, it sounds like Terrapin is sort of a global company. You guys have offices all around the world. Um, you're very international. And I feel like that, especially with regard to you know this e-commerce space and, and logistics, have been increasingly more and more important. So I want to hear, Dan, how you would sort of classify how, uh, I guess, international e-commerce and logistics has, has sort of changed over the past couple of years. Uh, well, it definitely has. Uh, the government has made strides to make it easier with the TPP and TTIP program for uh, the Trans-Pacific and the Transatlantic uh, trade agreements. Um, actually, uh, at our most recent event in Atlanta, the British Embassy came down from Washington and hosted a talk about that new policy, mm. where the goal is to basically, um, you know, create a streamlined customs process, almost like a web portal, so you're not like you know filling out forms in triplicate, and so this you know to ease international commerce. Uh, other opportunities to look to as well, and I uh, spoke to an attorney about this uh, who also presented at our show, uh, is Cuba and other frontier markets. You know, what's on the horizon now that we're easing of the political uh, situations and tensions uh, between our two countries? You know, there are cruise ships going there now. Uh, I believe it was U.S. Airlines that is now offering flights there. Uh, so, you know, now what's next on the commerce side of things? Um, other things to look out for currently, too, and who knows how, what the effect will be, but Brexit. You know, how will that affect international commerce, especially, you know, both within the, uh, the EU and also, you know, U.S. to to, uh, to the U.K.? The Cuba thing is so, so interesting to me, too. I think that's such a great point, and uh, it should certainly be really exciting to see uh, over the next couple of years because I imagine uh, it's only going to become more and more open in terms of how businesses get in there, especially uh, from an e-commerce perspective, are able to uh, sell and buy uh, from Cuba. So. And also what it will do for the country itself, and it's been with people, too. You know, what what does a Cuban consumer want, um, you know, to add to their lifestyle, you could say, you know, and what kind of products should we focus on getting down there, you know, and even, you know, first, you know, supporting the infrastructure there for e-commerce with, you know, a significant number of the population lacking Internet access. Absolutely, too. And I'd imagine, you know, as more and more folks become online, too, especially around the globe, that e-commerce is only become going to become more and more important. I mean, I feel I've seen some of the projections. The numbers are in the billions in terms of the number of people going online in the next, you know, five to 10 years. And obviously, you know, Cuba is a part of that. Uh, Africa, India also becoming readily more and more online. So I think this is something that is changing so, so quickly. And it's uh, it's going to be really exciting to uh, to discuss. Oh, yeah. I mean, Google even has a program in place 
where they're using, uh, I guess you could say weather balloons, um, just a better material to float over hard to reach countries to provide internet access to them. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely remember hearing about that too. And there's a million, you know, programs too to get laptops in countries in Africa to, you know, try and teach them that how to code and there, there's just the, the amount of information uh, that's available to folks out there uh, is certainly increasing and obviously a big part of that is e-commerce and how companies can reach those folks so it, it's certainly a really uh, exciting frontier uh, ahead of us that's exactly why we did this conference it's you know there's new trends out there and look we have competitors so um in the space but uh they tend to be focused a bit on best practice, and I really want this to be the innovation event. You know, say what's new on the horizon. What, you know, what do these retail execs need to know, either from their peers or from other industry experts, to improve and keep up with today's trends and the consumer expectations. Perfect segue here, Dan. Into uh, what would you say are some white glove delivery trends that you think uh, will be an important part of that conversation? Um, I think one of the biggest trends, or more so, we could call it a challenge, is visibility. Uh, first of all, you know, just defining white glove, uh, you know, is bringing it's not, you know, getting a T-shirt delivered, it's getting, you know, a bedroom set delivered. So it's somebody actually coming into your home. So this delivery person, they may or may not be a part of that actual retailer. You know, it may be an Ashley Furniture truck that pulls up, or maybe a truck from, you know, a company that they contract out through. Regardless of where the driver is from, that person is now an extension of that brand. And they're coming into your home. So first is on the experience itself that, you know, you want somebody professional, you know, because that delivery is kind of like your last touch in the sales process and your first touch in the retention or customer service experience as well. Um, you know, and that brings us also around to communication and visibility. A uh, good example would be, actually, I'll, I'll give you two quick ones. Uh, one of my coworkers had a couch delivered from a major brand. I'm not going to name names. Um Waited at home till 3 o'clock in the afternoon, never showed up, uh, came down to the retailer saying that the trucking company was at fault and the trucking company saying the retailer was at fault. Turns out somebody at the beginning of the chain goofed and forgot that he ever put the couch on the truck itself. You know, yeah. um, huh. and, and I had an experience as well. My fiance and I moved from New York to Jersey City a few months back. We had a, a bedroom and dining room set delivered, and I took a half day at work, should have been here by noon. Uh, you know, nothing. Called him up, where's my stuff? Oh, we got a flat tire. A few hours later, called him up, where's my stuff? He's, uh, you know, stuck in a delivery, 4 o'clock, where's my stuff? Oh, he's in traffic in Hoboken. You know, which would have been fine. It happens, you know, but there was no communication. You know, there's zero. I had to call him every time. And now, it's easy to track a parcel being delivered, like a T-shirt or something like that. But there really isn't any way to track freight. And there are companies currently uh, I'm working with who actually are creating those solutions of giving the end consumer visibility into where their stuff is. You know, there, there's Uber-like apps out there that you can track packages on and see exactly when it's going to be there. And I, I don't, I'm not sure why it's so difficult to do for, you know, furniture as opposed, you know, to a T-shirt. But that's part of what we'll be talking about. That's such a great point, and uh, I'm curious too. I mean, I feel like from what I've heard from the software perspective, you know, field service management software is certainly a, a big growing sector, 
and I'm assuming you guys are going to be uh, that, that's sort of part of this overall, you know, home delivery conversation. Do you see that, uh, you know, continuing to be something that, you know, most companies, I guess, in five years from now will have deployed successfully? Or do you think there's still going to be sort of this like lag with some of these antiquated businesses still holding on to the old school, you know, truck delivery? How do you see the evolution and the adoption of something like that continuing over the next couple of years? Well, I think that these legacy brands won't have a choice but to adapt and take on you know, new technologies, new softwares <clears throat> to keep up with the competition. You know, why would I order a couch from one company when I can get it from somewhere else and it's going to be a much more seamless, you know, um, process? You know, and maybe that's, you know, a negligible price difference. That's fine, but I'm also paying for the experience. Um, just like, you know, you, you could cite Amazon for the example here. Amazon has ingrained in us the concept of same day or next day delivery, and you know, legacy brands are now you know forced to offer that as well too. Sometimes at a loss even because the customer expects it. You know, every retailer, whether it's feasible for them or not, is trying to adapt or adopt the Amazon model for themselves. And it's almost like, and that's partially what created to the debacle last year during the holidays when UPS and FedEx missed all the Christmas deliveries, because you know. It's partially the consumer's fault to blame, that the consumer has sometimes unrealistic demands and retailers have no choice but to try to, but to, try to do it. it it's, you know, they, they can never tell a customer no. So when you're saying, okay, order two days before Christmas and you'll get it in time in our biggest, you know, holiday time, you know, rush of the year, you know, that, that's, that's strain on the delivery company and on, on the retail supply chain to make that happen, and then they miss the mark. Dan, you mentioned uh, Amazon. I have to ask, what are your thoughts on drone delivery? <laughs> so I love the idea of autonomous things. In fact, at our Atlanta show and then in San Diego, we have a sponsor who's comes, who came over from Estonia called Starship Technologies. They have autonomous vehicles that drive on land that can deliver a package within a five-mile radius of like a local DC for an on-demand delivery. Um, in fact, they just got a recently uh, got a bill passed in Washington DC to allow the use of drones like that in DC because currently you're not allowed to operate a drone in Washington because well security so they you know, use that drone and I would definitely look them up at some cool stuff they're doing um, in terms of the Amazon drone I see a lot of challenges with it I could see the, the the use case for it for rural areas like for example I think that Right now, uh, drones are being used to deliver abortion medications to people in Ireland because they're illegal there. Hmm. Um, you know, there's a DHL, I believe, uses a drone to deliver um, prescription medications to like a small island that's only reachable like by a drone, basically. So I could see it for things like that, but I can't picture you know hundreds of drones buzzing over our heads all day delivering packages. Um, you know, challenges there would be um, one safety. You know, what if something malfunctions and it drops? you know, on someone's head, uh, to, you know, security as well, that, you know, someone will figure out a way to hack them and, and you know, then do, have them do whatever, steal the packages. Or you might have someone who, you know, conspiracy theorists, whoever, out there with a shotgun thinking that's a government spying on me and just start shooting them down. You know, I just think that there's more challenges that, than needs for the drone. Um you know, I mean, there is news that Amazon has been also buying up logistics fleets and planes and whatnot, rumored to be building their own logistics arm and being able to take all their own deliveries in-house. Um, you know, that's a smart option. 
But in terms of of the drones, I just I just don't see it. I guess I'm a, I'm a detractor on those. Yeah, no, that those are all those are all fair points, um, and I think that that's certainly an evolving and ongoing conversation. So I think that is a perfect another perfect segue here into Home Delivery West. Uh, Dan, what are you most looking forward to at the upcoming conference? I know we've sort of touched on some of the topics that will be discussed, um, but is there anything uh, that you're specifically looking forward to? Yeah, so uh, like I said, you know, we are focusing on innovation. Um, you know, so in fact. We have uh, our title sponsor for the event, FedEx Trade Networks, and their president and CEO uh, is going to hosting a global opening keynote session on, you know, the new Silk Road, talking about, um, well, obviously, you know, if you study history in high school, you know what the Silk Road is, but, you know, how it's been redefined in the age of e-commerce and the internet as well, too. And also, are the global trade barriers today, you know, that much different than the ones in the past? Um you know, so that'll be a really, a really great session. Um, in addition, I've, as I mentioned, the guys from Starship, you know, talking about the drones, the robots, uh, and as they did in, at the Atlanta show, they're bringing the drones with them. They drive all over the place. They're a huge hit. Uh, it's a, everyone, everyone loves them. Um, we've recently, so historically, the event's been all about domestic operations. So, um, you know, U.S. retailer to U.S. customer. Uh, at the previous Atlanta show, and now for this one, was the first time we launched a whole track dedicated to international e-commerce expansion as a natural way to scale the event. You know, so getting some unique sessions, like, you know, uh, something like uh, from the executive director of the USC Marshall Center for Global Supply Chain Management, talking about, you know, the global supply chain ecosystems. Uh, we're having country focuses on Pacific Rim uh, with, you know, Under Armour doing a talk about China, Rakuten on Japan. Uh, you know, Australia, Russia. Russia is going to be a good session, actually, um, because Russia can be kind of a mystery for shippers. And in fact, there's a, a, a handful of companies who I've come across recently that can take on the customs and the last mile delivery in Russia. But it's how to reach those people. You have in Russia, you have a potential customer base of over 80 million people. And, you know, it's a different culture, as is any country. You know, some consumers there prefer COD for their delivery rather than, you know, credit card payment. So it's adapting to that. It, it's funny, you have to adapt your solution for an old school challenge. Um, you know, customer service is key. Um, and stemming on the customer service and going back to White Glove that we mentioned before too, you know, the, the other theme of the event, aside from innovation, is the customer experience. That translates through the whole chain from the sales process through delivery and even returns, you know, how your returns can be part of your loyalty program or, you know, retention because, you know, customers want an easy return policy. And that's, you know, a key uh, factor that leads to shopping cart abandonment, that if there isn't a clear return policy or free return policy, they might not check out on site. Um, you know, with that, too, is connecting with your customers as well. Uh, we have Jack Threads coming, uh, talking about the connected customer, which, you know, which is what everyone has these days, everyone's hooked on their, their phones or tablets. So it's engaging with them through other channels like Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, rather than just traditional, you know, email or call center. I, I think that just one last thing to touch on, too, and I mentioned returns as well, um, is that how to use those returns, hmm. you know, to how do you reduce those pain points in the reverse loop? So that way, it's, again, a seamless process. You can get that back into inventory quicker, and it's not just sitting there in a warehouse somewhere, you know, taking up dust, waiting to get back to, you know, the original seller, for example. 
super, super exciting stuff, Dan. And uh, obviously, I think all of that is available on the Home Delivery West website, right? I, I was checking that out uh, a couple hours ago. Yeah. Um, is there any anywhere else, Dan, that you would like to point our listeners to uh, either to find out more about Home Delivery West, about Terrapin, or about you? Uh, well, I definitely want to uh, mention, like I so said, they could uh, yeah, go to the website, terrapin.com. That's terrapin with two N's, uh, forward slash Home Delivery West. Um, other things, if you know, we also have our big show in Atlanta as well um, next March, uh, where this year we had over 1,000 people. I'm looking to double that next year. And we'll have no, I'm sure we'll have another chat about that. But what's super exciting is that I'm heading on um, a, a track dedicated to the rise of e-commerce in the grocery vertical. You know, we've always had a little content for it, um, but this is the, the first event that we'll actually have be dedicated to the grocery, e-commerce, and delivery market, hmm. which is going to be really cool. Certainly. Um, oh, yeah. I'm an Amazon Fresh customer. Love it. Nice. Um, you know, if people want to find out more about me, uh, you're welcome to look me up on LinkedIn, just Dan Reese. Uh, you know, can't miss it. Uh, you know, and uh, hope to see everyone at the event, though. Again, uh, August 31st to September 1st at the Hilton Resort and Spa in San Diego. Great place to be because you're at a resort with its own beach and a golf course <laughs> right before Labor Day weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cannot wait, Dan. Super excited about the conference coming up here. I really appreciate your time today and uh, look forward to connecting in San Diego. Sounds like a plan. To find out more about B2B Nation IT Edition, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Twitter. We'd love to hear feedback from you on how you thought this episode went and any suggestions you have for the future. Thanks for listening.